Can you pause it? Does that make a difference? <laughs> I figured out the pause button. All right. Mama always told me I'd do big things in my life. You ready to get started, Let's sir? Let's do it. All right. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in to the Role Players Podcast. I am your co-host, Art Mosley, along with... Daniel Allen. Our opinions don't matter. You should listen to us anyway. We are the Role Players. You can find us on Twitter at the Role Players and the number one. You can also find us, our recordings on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing Thanks for being patient. We we found out something that Daniel already knew. He and he refreshed my memory as we were doing our pre pre show prep. If you if at any point in time the the podcast gets boring, uh, there are two yeah. things you can do to increase the entertainment value. Yeah, uh, Daniel, you want to go ahead and explain what 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 you've known for uh, at least a year now. Yeah, because it, it happened by accident. I was listening to ourselves and. Uh, and I was like, is it, "Why is it? Why are we talking so fast?" And like, I texted Art, "Hey, did you do something with the settings? Because it, it, we're talking way too fast." He's like, "No, it sounds normal to me." And that's when I noticed when you go to the podcast, at least on your iPhone or iPad, and you're playing it, you at the bottom left, there's a little screen that will normally say one X, which means it's going at one time speed, just normal. But if you bump that. You can go up to one and a half times speed, which mm-hmm. is, which is very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Two times speed, which is just warp speed. But my favorite is the half speed. Yes, which reduces us to talking like this. Michigan <laughs> is not going to score thirty. Uh, it sounds like we're stoned out of our minds or, or drunk or something. Yeah. A combination of the two. It's I mean, fun. And, and if you speed it up, you can listen to an hour in 30 minutes. Yes. So. Or 45 minutes at one and a half. Speed. So those are just some pro tips that yeah. we wanted to offer our listeners. It's, that, uh, it's funny and it will work with any of them, but it's funny. Give it a listen. It'll just it'll, it'll, <laughs> do it right now. Do yeah. it right now. Just pause it and look down there and, and go to half speed first. And so you can hear us talking slowly, and then after you've heard that for a minute, bump it up to one and a half, and and then to two. Oh, you it's, might never go back to yeah, one time I, speed. I think it's a it's a very entertaining way to yeah to listen. It just adds, and that's what we're here for. If you're looking for deep, in depth game breakdown analysis, wrong place. Not as much. If no. you're looking for for altered voices and and chipmunk type breakdowns you know then then you're at the right place <laughs> you know oh well we're we're the fact that we're both even here today is impressive considering the weekend that we had well i i i think daniel had to talk me off the ledge because i had another commitment last night so we couldn't record on wednesday mm-hmm. and then today um you know my feelings are still hurt i'm still a little salty yeah um i I just now took off my Fire Mart Rick T-shirt. Okay, <laughs> and um, it's it was not a good sports weekend for me. Yeah, like not, not like my the, the college. Brock Osweiler. Oh, you're Jacksonville. Never mind. I, I mean, was thinking the Dolphins because the Dolphins had a miracle game. Never mind. The Dolphins, the Jags got <laughs> smashed. <laughs> so 
sorry. As I was saying. <laughs> sorry about that. I mean, oh, it's it's man. one of these things where I came home from church on Sunday. I woke up and the Fal- the Falcons won, so that was made me kind of salty. Yeah. I never I came that home either. from church, took a nap, woke up, Falcons won yeah. or winning. And then the Jaguars are on national television. I'm thinking, oh, okay. And they're going against the Cowboys who have no offense other than Ezekiel Elliott all right. year. Right. Like they've been putrid. They don't have a number one receiver. And the Jaguars are, you know, what do they pride themselves on? Defense. Exactly. What happened to their defense? Got carved up by yeah. Dak Prescott. Dak. Dak. Come on. Come on, yeah. The model of inconsistency. That can't happen. I mean, can't happen. come on. I mean, and what makes it worse, you know, Conor McGregor is there. and <laughs> Do you see him trying to throw the football? I did not see that. Oh, but... man. We'll, we'll pull that up. We'll pull that up later. So anyway, that, that just made a bad weekend worse. Yeah. Because my Miami Hurricanes got beat on Saturday night. So what? I didn't watch it. What? How? Why? What happened? Inability to move the football. Inability to stop their offense. What is Virginia's the, offense? They run some kind of spread attack that's almost like a... Imagine, this is going to sound very awkward, but imagine Georgia Tech's offense, but all they did was throw the ball. And so they spread you out instead of being in the... the I don't know what that lineup is. The I know what you're talking about. Like a triple option, option formation? Yeah, instead of being in that where you have the... the uh, A-back and the B-back? And the, exactly, and the full-back. Um, they're spread out, but their quarterback will roll out like he's on the... like Almost like a... Is he coming out of option, the shotgun? Yeah, out of the shotgun, like an option. but And he'll throw these short passes, and they're kind of like dink and dunk. Oh, and gosh. It's almost like an extended handoff. Some of them, you know, oh, it's just come on. it's and he, and and to Virginia's credit, their quarterback is 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 pretty athletic. So he's, I mean, the guy's like I think he was like maybe six three, two hundred some odd pounds. He was a mm-hmm. good looking quarterback in in terms of size. Fine but, specimen of a man. Yes, 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 yes. Um, <gasps> is that Emmanuel? <laughs> oh, he's gonna get a penalty for that, isn't he? All right. Uh, I'm so we had to take a break. Emmanuel Sanders uh, has thrown a touchdown and caught a touchdown. Yes. Anyways, back to Michigan. God, do we? <laughs> Sorry, we weren't even talking about. This is what Michigan. happens when we play when we record on Thursdays. We have too many Thursday night football. Yeah, yeah it's, everybody says the NFL's king. Never go head to head with the NFL. And you find out why, because I can't even keep I can't even keep my attention. We're not on talking about Michigan yet. We're going to talk about Georgia and LSU because I am not the only one that's going to be miserable today. Like, yeah. I've been miserable all week, and it's your turn to tell me about the misery as a Georgia fan. We're well, not going to talk about Georgia Tech because we we both picked Georgia Tech to lose. Yeah, that wasn't a surprise. surprise but story. honestly, I mean, you remember how back and forth I was going on my pick of yes, and I yes. I was picking LSU up until like the last second. Till I forced you to. <laughs> so I wasn't surprised that that LSU beat Georgia. I was not expecting 20 points. I mean, that was just it's but it's what I've been trying to articulate all year. It's offensively something's not right and against good team uh, defenses it's not going to work. And that's what happened and Jake Fromm overthrows a touchdown early and then misses Godwin in the end zone. 
it's quarterback play and front seven. Do you defense? Do you defense think, in front? All right, no Roquan Smith. Yeah, that's that's, that's that's tough. That's tough to replace. I think it can be done by committee. It's tough to replace that guy yeah, one you year can. after, right? You can't. And do you think we might have touched on this last week? From feels the pressure of yeah. Fields breathing down his neck. Absolutely. I think you had, you had mentioned that. Yeah, that's what it seems like because he's he's not playing loose like he did last year. He looks uptight. Looks like he's forcing it and trying not to make mistakes, and he holds on to the ball too long. Last year he would just let it rip and throw 50-50 balls and stop. He's just he's just not. He's not. He he doesn't look. He wasn't like a superstar last year, but he didn't look tentative and skittish. And he would take off and run last year. And that, and he, man, I I. Uh, Redheaded Jenna gave me heat because I compared him to Eli. That's exactly who he looked like when he was back there standing and kind of, you know, holding the ball too long and taking sacks and fumbling, turning it over. That's exactly what he looked like. It just a quarterback with no confidence. Like, I don't know where, I don't know where it's gone, but it's, I mean, granted, LSU secondary, I think is the best in the country, but, um, it's there, man, there were a whole host of things you could point to that stupid fake field goal for no reason when it's fourth and nine and you're going to ask your kicker to, to outrun Greedy Williams and, yeah, and Grant Delpit to the edge. I don't I don't understand that call. No, at all. that was a dumb that was an underdog call. You know, that's that's not a, it's you're a Georgia the number Tech. two team in the country. You don't right. call a fake field goal. In a run? Yeah. With Rodrigo? Oh, and and so that that's the and and it's just oh you know, it's not the end of the world. I'm this quarterback thing is the only thing. This has been the cloud hanging over the season for me. Something's got to. Something's got to. Fromm's got to either step up and play better in these big games against real defenses, or you got to let Fields. And here's the other thing: we're gonna try Justin Jake Fromm out there on first down. Okay, he's gonna hand the ball off or whatever. Second down, we're gonna try Justin Fields back out there, and he's gonna run the Wildcat or just run the ball. He he's not throwing. All right, take him out third down. Let's put Fromm back out. It's the dumbest thing. This carousel yeah. of every other play. I could see every other series. Series, yeah. But you don't give your quarterback a chance to get in rhythm either. Yeah. No. And they know, and Orgeron said when he called him a Wildcat quarterback, and Kirby's like, oh, he's not a Wildcat qu- quarterback, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it, they know if he comes out, he's going to run because we don't let him throw. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. There's the There's the argument of, well, if you're already down, which here's the other thing. It was a... 10-point game in the fourth quarter, and we were in field goal range, and then Fromm gets sacked Sack, and take right. out of it. So it's not like it was a blowout all the way through. We were ended in the fourth quarter. I don't know. I I, I wouldn't – some people were saying, well, you can't throw out fields and hurt his confidence out there in a no-win situation when the game's out of hand. Like, confidence is the last thing you have to worry about with Justin Fields. Yeah, I would, I would, I would think. He's a very – had a chance to talk to him, not, not patting myself on the back, but – Humble, extremely humble. Seemed like a hardworking kid, and uh, very sure. Yeah, of, I mean, not cocky, but just very aware. Right. So I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. I expect Fromm will start against Florida, but if if Fields doesn't get an entire series, at least he should have several. But if he doesn't get an entire series, I then I've lost a lot of faith in whatever they're whatever that is they're doing. It's just it's a mess, but. I mean, it's still, you know, you can still. <laughs> what the heck was like that? Like, rolled into him. They can still get everything done they need to, you know? It's 
the world's not ending, but uh, it could be worse. We could be Auburn fans. And they got three losses, and they just lost a oh my gosh. trash can. You somebody had to lose a ten to Tennessee, right? You would assume it would have been Vanderbilt. Yeah, maybe Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Maybe Missouri. Not preseason top ten. No Auburn Tigers. No. Another squatter again. Yes. Another squatter. Well, they're gone now, <laughs> and they're talking about Gus's uh, buyout they, of thirty two, thirty eight million or thirty two million would be they, his buyout. Are they jumping off the Gus bus? Oh yeah, Gus buses run up few rooms. Yeah. yeah. Well, what do they? I, I I thought I saw someone call him high school Harry, or did we read that last week? Yeah. <sighs> Ah, uh, they're a mess. They're a mess. Dissension. How, do you, how does anybody lose to Auburn? That's such a Tennessee thing to do. You mean, I mean lose I'm to sorry. Tennessee? Yeah, yeah. Only I don't Tennessee know. loses to Tennessee. I don't know because because they're not. You watch Tennessee. I don't even know how they scored points in that game because their offense it was just like screen pass, screen pass, run for no gain, throw a screen pass, get five yards, throw a screen. I mean, it was it was. <laughs> but hey, it worked. Congratulations to Jeremy Pruitt. And hey, the Tennessee I, man, I found myself as much as I hate Tennessee and their fans. I find myself pulling for him when I see him. I wish it wasn't in that at, for them, but he's a guy that you know I, I like Pruitt. So part of me was like, and I wanted to see Auburn lose, but part of me was like, get him, Jeremy, <laughs> get him, JP. Yeah. Uh, can, can we talk about another embarrassing moment last week? Since yeah. Um, Dancing Matilda okay. looking to do a two-step with Derek Mason oh, at Vanderbilt. Gosh. Did you see that? Yeah, Todd Grantham. Uh, always in the Picking mix, up where right? he left off. All right. Low-rent Todd Grantham. I mean, he can't help himself. He's a clown. He is like the definite. He, something's, something's not right. He's like the definition of the unhinged football coach that takes everything way too seriously. He wants to fight everybody. Yes, yeah, because that's what he was doing, yeah, yelling I mean, "f you" at Derek, Derek Mason, Mason right. so, and then and then Mullen gets all mad. And I'm telling you, from Mullen, that's fake juice. It's him, and then them trying to get their parent players to jump up and down, and you know, it's off rah rah fake juice. I mean, for Mullen, it's Vanderbilt. Right. I mean, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, shameful, shameful. Todd Grantham, and we'll uh, we'll play them in two weeks, and he is has no love lost for the University of Georgia. I don't think after his time there and how it ended. So he, uh, who knows what he'll do? He might be doing the choke sign at our players and tripping would, them on the sidelines. He, he, yeah, he would. He would. He'd be the one to pull a Woody Hayes, trip a player on the side. Yeah, for sure. We'll see. Could happen. <sighs> Can but we can we we can move can we move forward on on last week? I would just like to forget that um, last Saturday ever happened. It's a dark weekend. Yeah. See, do y'all, does Miami play this week? Uh, I don't think Miami plays this week. I think they play next Thursday or Friday. See, Boston College is next. Is having a bye week after a big loss like that it sucks. Can't it get does. right back at it, right? right. And I don't want. I, I'm glad that we're playing a real team. When we come back and probably the biggest game left, it is the biggest game because Florida is always one of the biggest games, no matter how mm-hmm. bad they are. But like if we were playing Vandy next, I mean, I wouldn't, you know, it's, yeah, it's who cares. Because LSU was the Vandy. one game that it was like, let's see how you how good you really are. Because all those other teams we've played are, are not any good. So when I looked at the schedule, it's like, okay, you got LSU and then I thought Auburn because I didn't think much of Florida. So maybe they flip flop Florida. I don't think is still all that great, but 
Auburn's not going to be a litmus test anymore. But no. So it was LSU and then maybe Florida. Kentucky could be tough up there. Mm. But it's still Kentucky. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. You think, you think Kentucky played Miami? Who do you think would win? Kentucky. <laughs> I'm just saying. They're not what they used to be. They're probably the second or third best team. Probably second best team in the SEC East. No. They did beat Florida. Oh, they did, didn't they? Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, I guess At you're Florida. Right. That's right. So for now, you got to think they're the second best team. And I'm not buying what Kentucky's Big Blue Nation selling. No. No. The only thing is against Georgia is we haven't been able to stop anyone running the ball, and that's all Kentucky does is run, 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 run. Benny Snell, Benny Snell, Benny Snell. Yeah. Hey, even the even the Yellow Jackets might be feeling confident about our lack of no. ability. Ability to stop the run. The only thing the yellow pound cake should be, oh, that's right. I'm feeling very confident about that pound cake that redheaded Jenna's gonna make. I hope so. Two. She's gonna make two pound cakes. One for you and one for me. And then and what we can do is we can bring our pound cakes here to record, and we can spend ten minutes of the of the podcast just eating pod, pound cake <laughs> and talking about how delicious it is. I think that would be a great segment. Yeah, that'll be. That's a great idea. Can we? Well, I don't want to stop talking about pound cake. Can we start talking about week eight or week nine or whatever? Week eight of the college football season? Yeah. Four games this week we want to talk about. Uh-huh. Zero we have any expertise in. Yeah. Well, Bama, Tennessee, we probably, at least I've watched those, know those teams a little bit. Um, NC State, Clemson, I mean, that's your conference. Um. What's the over-under on Bama and Clemson? I mean, uh, NC State-Clemson. Kind of want to know that. Because the spread is ridiculous, but I'm wondering, because I have a very low-scoring, relatively low-scoring affair, and I'm wondering what it's going to be. What do you got? 56. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm under. Me too. I'm under on that. Let's let's not start there. Let's start with yeah. um, as we as we normally do. We're going to start the furthest away from the southeast, the Michigan Wolverines. Michigan and again. They play at East Lansing. Michigan State coming up with a big win over Penn State. Uh, they sit that was a big win. They sit at. Um, That that was one that I didn't even notice until later at night, at the end of the night, when they said, "Well, and, and a lot of top ten teams lost, and a lot of yeah. top fifteen teams yeah. lost." And but because I had forsaken football, and we watched the movie instead, I didn't notice that they oh, had. You forsook football on on Saturday night. Yeah, I uh, should have. I I with about four minutes, five minutes left in the Georgia game, um. I switched to monster truck, playing monster trucks with the kids outside. Megan stayed in to watch from apparently throw another interception. And I was like, I'm, yeah. That's, I told her, hey, if Fields comes in, you get me. And uh, so I was done. And I was not, I didn't watch anything else the rest of the night. I, sh- I should have taken your game plan because I wasted a Saturday night watching Nkosi Perry being effective and then Rozier being effective. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, can we stop talking about? I've got Michigan State hosting Michigan. Michigan destroying everything we said about the Big Ten last week. We yeah. said they're slow. They can't score. Right. They wouldn't even, you know, 
I think our we both agreed that if you have like a four or five point lead in the Big Ten, it's like a thirty point lead. Yeah, and surmountable. And and what does Michigan do? Go out and hold Wisconsin to thirteen points, and then score thirty eight. Put up thirty eight. So it's, which was what they were averaging on the year. That's right. So so the joke's on us. Yeah. Michigan at, right at 38.1 points a game coming into this one. Sparty at 26.2. The numbers, if you just take a look at the numbers, this is a no-brainer. Michigan State is no match for the Michigan Wolverines. They're probably eating chicken, and that's why they're no match. And I think that's the pregame meal for every one of Michigan's opponents except for Notre Dame has to be chicken. But the, <laughs> yeah, that. but at the same time, right uh, – Michigan State was no match for Penn State either. Is that correct? That is correct. You never know what's going to happen in these rivalry games. Is Michigan ranked? Uh, Surely Michigan's ranked. Yeah. But where is it? They're number six. Number six. That's what I thought. It didn't have one right there. Man, Michigan, are they going to sneak into the playoff? No. Okay. They're not going to beat Ohio State. Uh, Man, Ohio State, something's not right there either. And then Bosa's not coming back. Now and uh, something I don't think what's, Ohio State's going to get what's in. Not, do you think that football karma will come back and bite Urban Meyer in the backside? Is that where you're going with this? I don't know what's going to bite him in the backside, but something. They're just and if they do get in, it's going to be a quick exit. Something's mm. not right, man. Mm. Something's not right. Michigan State's two losses to Arizona State and Coach Herm Edwards. Mm-hmm. Understandable. And a 10-point loss to Northwestern. Can you tell me how that's a good loss? Oh, Northwestern is a great academic school. But we're not talking about the brain board. Okay. <laughs> yeah, can't tell you. That's not a good loss. And Michigan, you know, got beat by Notre Dame early, but have, have been on a roll. Mm-hmm. Won their, you know, six consecutive games. Um, Are they really? They're allowing 129 passing yards a game? How? How? Michigan, giving up 129 passing yards. That's, that's not, impressive. Yeah, that's not a lot at all, right? That's that's impressive. That's legit. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Michigan State is giving up 286 passing yards a, a game. A bit more. Yeah, just, just a, a bit. Just a smidge. <laughs> but their run defense is, you know, they're giving up 62 yards a game. Yeah. Um, so how's it going to go down? This is going to go down to the wire. I'm going to throw all the numbers out the window. You got back-to-back emotional games for Michigan State. Uh Uh-huh. They find a way to knock off Coach Nervous Bird. Michigan 30, Michigan State 31 shocks the world. Michigan State straight up? Straight up. And the fact that I picked them to score 31 points means that it might be better served to listen to this segment of the podcast slowly, <laughs> like because maybe you would think I was it make more sense yeah, inebriated or something to yeah wow so they're gonna score five points above their season average against teams like Central Michigan and Indiana against I hey, I like it you're you are you're always bold and so that's that's very bold I like it and it's at it. At Michigan State, right? That is correct. Okay. I, after all that talk about Michigan, how they couldn't beat anybody by nine points last year, <laughs> I mean last week, and all that, I am 
flipping the script here, and I am jumping on the Michigan bandwagon for this week. For this week, I think they're going to smother Michigan State's offense and put up enough four touchdowns and a field goal, 31 points, and but Michigan State's only going to have 13, and they're going to easily cover. Hmm. Easily cover. One of us is going to be right. Yeah. One of us is going to be wrong. Yeah. I'd put my money on you. Well, <laughs> to be right. Yes. <laughs> we don't know what our rankings are for this season, what yeah. our record is. No, I stopped counting. Yeah. I, I know that you're winning. It's a long season, Art. It's a long season. So. Speaking Away of long, from the Big Ten. Let's let's go. Let's come back home to the Southeast. Yeah, you've got the two best teams in the ACC. Can you, can you, if I told you that Clemson was the best team in the ACC, and I said the two best teams in the ACC, who would be the second best team in the ACC? If I said the two best teams, could you even name a second best team in the ACC, record wise or, or otherwise? Um, I'll give you a hint. It's not Georgia Tech. No. I probably would say NC State. You're right. Because, I mean, they haven't lost. And and you'd be correct. It's my childhood team, so at least I follow them somewhat. Yeah. NC State. 16 against three. NC State ranked 16. Look at that. They're they're 5-0. Nobody's talking about the Wolfpack. Nobody's beating the Wolfpack. Nobody is beating the Wolfpack either. And they play Clemson tough year after year. Mm -hmm. They do. Mm-hmm. For the most part, they're a feisty, feisty team opponent for the Tigers. Yes, hey, it is in the fake Death Valley. Well, not fake, but the other Death Valley, right? I've been in that. Have you been in that Death Valley? Yeah. What do you hottest think about game that? I've ever been to? Hottest? I went in '03, uh, the first game of the season. Oh, it was the hot. hottest. People yeah. were passing out left and right. They yeah, ran out of water. Not, ew, that's not good. Nasty. I, 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 I used to go down there uh, as a kid. Um, we'd go down. We uh, William Perry was there back then because mm-hmm. my uncle uh, was long a photographer for them for Clemson, and we would go down there and like because I lived in Clemson for a while. I was born actually in Anderson, which is right near Clemson, the Electric City. Yeah. So um, so yeah, I've got Clemson in my roots too. So yeah, I've spent a, a lot of time. They've got an ice cream little ice cream spot right there on campus that makes amazing ice cream. So. Yeah, I know about Clemson. Clemson, undefeated at six and zero with some suspect. I mean, they they had trouble against Syracuse. They had trouble against Texas A and M. Uh, no issues with uh, Wake Forest a uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, the team that's putting up forty two points a game, five hundred and thirty one yards of offense in the game. They're just getting it done, mm-hmm. and rightfully so. Uh, perhaps they have. Overcome the Kelly Bryant circus that was. Yeah, I mean, I, I know they that as a team as they've moved on, but they, I don't think there's any over over overhang from that. Um, Battle tested, and then you got NC State, who's kind of. Do you really know what you're getting with the Wolfpack? Mm-hmm. You got a study team uh, that can throw the ball. Mm-hmm. Which what do we know about Clemson's defense so far this year? They haven't been as good as advertised, have they? Yeah, against the against the past too. So, I don't, I don't. It's tough. It's tough, but big wins for. Evidently, we learned this past weekend that Virginia was a a dominant 
team in the ACC. Uh, uh, you know, maybe the biggest win so far this season for North Carolina State was Boston College. So NC State, how much did they get lucky by having the West Virginia game canceled? Because they conceivably could go, they have, they have one more game the rest of the year they won't be favored in. So they could conceivably be one loss. Right. At the end of the regular season. That is nuts. And the West Virginia game would almost certainly have been a loss, right. you would think. Right. Well, unless West Virginia played like they did this past week. Most likely, though. <sighs> Anyways, that's just an interesting little... So how's and it going to go? I've got I've got a new era of Clemson football, and I, I think Trevor Lawrence is getting settled in. This game has got NC State's favored by 17.5. That's way too many points yeah. for a team that, that, that does struggle against North Carolina State. Clemson 31, NC State 20. Okay. 11-point game. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and yours, the under, the over-under is 56. We both, we both well, think I'm it'll be under. under that. See, I just don't know what, what to expect. I'm not – I haven't bought into Clemson's offense. I mean, their defensive line, at least, I, I still think is the best in the country. But their offense, I don't know. I don't know. It's Something hasn't seemed right with them all year either, even after Lawrence has taken over. So I'm with you. I don't think they're going to lose this guy. I think they could. I don't think they will. I think State will try to just shut down Travis Etienne and the running game and make Lawrence beat him. But I, I just think they have too many weapons. I'm I'm going but a much closer game and lower scoring. I've got Clemson only scoring 24 points and the pack with 17. Mm. Wanted to make it 20. I'll just say 17 to be safe. You like that 24-20 number, don't you? Yeah. That's like my <laughs> default. <laughs> 2420 uh see if I see any any game and I'm like all right I got to pick this score right flashing into my head the first thing is going to be 20 hey 2420 is a pretty good score that's, that's I think that's respectable yeah let's uh let's save bama okay since they're the best team in the country all right we'll do number 1 last yeah down to the swamp we'll go down to the swamp coach o the number 5 team in the country I mean, that which, preseason which, was having players only meetings, and we were, yeah. I was saying, was going to spiral out of control, and Lane Kiffin was going to coach there. And I mean, it has gone. If, if, there, if we could have, either of us could have been more wrong, I don't know how. Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, unbelievable. I mean, Coach O has been the butt of several of our jokes. Yeah, several of a lot of people's jokes. Right. But. We got to admit when we're wrong, hats off to LSU. I mean, yeah. they're, save for the letdown against Florida a couple of weeks ago, they, you know, they could be sitting at, they could be the number two team in the country. They could. I mean, which would make them the number one squatter in the country. They're, they're all squatting they, for Alabama's national title. Check, click on them and see where they play Bama this year. See if it's in the swamp. Yes, it is it's in the home. swamp. Yes. I'm not saying I'm not dumb enough to say they're going to beat Alabama, but but what if you? anybody? We'll see if if it's possible for any team of humans, mortals, to slow down Tua in that offense when they go to LSU. <laughs> because if that team can't, then just just end the season. I'm, I'm going to give you one of my favorite lines. Mm. Possible, not, not probable. probable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, uh, they're not going to beat him. I just, I just, I just think that'll be the first real defense that Bama's faced. 
LSU's defense surrendering 16.9 points a game. Offense under the leadership of Joe. Don't call me Ohio State Burrow. Dude, he made, he made some plays. I mean, did you see him beating his chest on Saturday? He he could run a lot more than I thought he could. I was impressed. And he made throws when he yes. needed to, and that dude stepped up. Yeah. He could beat his chest all he wants. He, he earned yeah. the right to beat his chest. He's leading the team. Uh, completely balanced attack by LSU. 202 yards passing a game, 202 yards rushing. Coach, wow. Coach O and his staff getting it done. 50%. Mixing it up. Literally 202.1 yards passing, 202.1 yards rushing. You Could not be any, any more, more balanced. Bad. No. Impressive. Uh, Mississippi, They're going to be riding high. They will be. Mississippi State, uh, big win uh, last time out against Auburn. Mm-hmm. Who, Well, on paper it was a big win. Yeah. They were, two weeks ago, Auburn was ranked number eight. Two weeks? That is a, so eight to 21 to nothing to, to out of the polls. Yeah. Wow. That's such an Auburn thing to do. Yeah, it is. And it was very predictable. <laughs> I don't know a whole lot about Mississippi State. I'll tell you about them. All right, tell me. Nick Fitzgerald on offense uh, runs the ball. Nick Nick Fitzgerald out of out of uh, somewhere in southeast South Georgia, Georgia yeah. southeast Georgia, yeah. And defensive, they got a great defensive line front four. That's all you need to know because they don't throw the ball particularly well. I don't even know who their running back is. I don't think it's Harris Williams anymore. It's basically just Nick Nick runs around. That's how they beat Auburn. He ran, just ran around. <laughs> so Get the ball to Nick Fitzgerald. LSU go. defense, too big, too fast, too strong. Yeah. LSU is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. This You had an emotional win against Georgia. I don't care if they beat Georgia by 20 or 1. That's still an emotional win. I think LSU comes back down to earth a little bit, but I like them to cover. LSU 20. Mississippi State 13. Chew them, Joe. <laughs> Chew them, Joe. So, so you see, I saw six and a half points, and I thought that's a sucker bet. Like, that line, why is that? That's so obvious. Kind of like when I saw Oklahoma over Texas, right? Yeah. Just yeah. So you think it's going to be pretty pretty close. That line's pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. All right, I don't. I don't Oof. at all. I, I think the line is woefully... Uh, low. I've got LSU just just kind of having their way with them. Not, not scoring a ton because Mississippi State does have a decent defense. And uh, I think LSU will be content to run the ball a lot. But 27 to 10. Mm. Uh, give Nikki Fitzgerald one touchdown. That's it. And then a field goal. And I don't think they'll have much success. Tough. It's going to be a tough night. I think that's the easiest pick I've had since the Oklahoma game. Texas. That I got wrong, but this is the most confident I've felt about. Well, no, the next game we're picking, I think, is the easiest pick I've had. Yeah, if you can't feel, if you don't really know about this game, then I don't really know what to tell you. Alabama. A lot of hatred in this game. A lot of hatred between these two te- fans. Fan bases, right? Yes, they, they do not care for each other. Why is that? A lot of it, I think, stems from Fulmer snitching on Alabama. I mean, they're, they had, they do play each other every year, but a lot of bad blood from Fulmer turning in Alabama for cheating uh, back with the Albert Means scandal. Mm-hmm. So when you snitch on someone else to get immunity, essentially, for yourself, 
that's that's not good. And then when it comes out, that's not good. That's when he had to have, I believe he had to have um, security when they went to the <laughs> to the uh, to Hoover for the media day. So, or he might not have even gone down there. But I think that's mainly, other than the rivalry part, that that didn't help things. So, um, the funny thing is that you Tua doesn't have a damn interception all year. The the funny Get thing is, here. is that Butch Jones wrecks Tennessee, and now he's a consultant for yeah. Alabama. And then Bama brings him on. I mean, I think I think what Nick does with that Butch Jones is he says, "So Butch, what what do you what would you do here?" And then Butch gives him his opinion, and they say, "Okay, thanks, Butch. You can go." And he leaves. And Nick says, "All right, we're not going to do this. <laughs> we're going to do the opposite." <laughs> yeah. And Butch thinks he's contributed a whole lot, you know. And it turns out, no, we you're, we just bring you in to learn not what not to do. That's got. That's the only thing I can think of. One of the headlines we just saw Butch Davis to travel with the team to Tennessee as a consultant oh, analyst. Uh, what, what did this say? Uh, analyst for the that's time. great yeah that's great so yeah. last year he was on the sidelines as a head coach this year he's going to be up back behind the coordinators getting them water and things like that right it, you mentioned this Tua Tagovailoa 21 touchdowns no picks Jared Guarantano six touchdowns two interceptions yeah so similar touchdown to interception ratio <sighs> Is there is there any statistically is there any way that that Tennessee can even keep this game close? Well, well, I mean, what's close in your mind? Well, the spread is twenty nine. What I say, twenty eight and a half. Where we're going with? I think the Bama will cover the spread in the first half and not look back. Hmm. I think they'll be up by at least three touchdowns in the first quarter. And they'll be up by about 30, 35 in the second quarter. And then, yeah, 0% chance that Tennessee keeps this within 30. To so, me, to me, I mean, I don't know. So hell would have to freeze over. Yes. Even then, even then, I'm not quite sure they have what it takes. They, I mean, give them credit, though. Tennessee, for the 680-something days... They snapped that streak and won an SEC game. They are riding high. They got to be feeling confident. Yeah. They, Big Orange Nation will be out there. They beat top 25 team in Auburn. They did beat a top. Now they're going for the Alabama sweep. So, um, if you're Pruitt, what do you do? Pray. I, I, I do the exact same thing. I run I, while well, I pray. I run, I throw screen passes, and try to take up as much clock as I can and just... Not, yeah, the, right, you have to play ball control in this. And just try to slow the bleeding and make the score look as respectable as possible. Right. That's what I would do. And even then, it's still not going to help. Yeah. Because Alabama's second-string quarterback is better than any quarterback you've had over the last... Did you see... Um, Hurts catching a pass this week uh, I didn't from Tua. See. No, and oh my goodness, man, the crowd when Tua completed a pass to Hurts, oh, it was like the skies had opened up 
and the Messiah was coming back, like they went nuts. They like gave him this long standing ovation. Remember, these are the fans that were very angry at him for complaining about, you know, they wanted to run him out of town. But right. they were, oh, everyone's standing up and cheering the team player who caught a pass. He lined up as a receiver and caught a pass. So. Uh, Alabama fans never cease to amaze me. Yeah. And, I, and I heard that, I don't know what this was all about because I'm not an Alabama fan, but they brought Dixieland Delight. Is that yeah a thing? They had to change some words in it. I don't. Well, know. they their fans like to after a line they say F Auburn. They chant that. They yell that out really loud. So that's why they stopped playing it. But then they brought it back this week, and they did say F Auburn again. And LSU apparently has a song in which they chant. I'm not even going to say it. It's very vulgar. And they had stopped playing it. They brought it back this week and chanted it and in a stadium full of a lot of kids and things. And it's not something. It's much worse than F. Auburn. Really? So it's, yeah. And, and uh, I don't know why I'm surprised. Have you ever been to Louisiana? No. Watched a lot of swamp people. Is it like that? I mean, I've been on Bourbon Street and there's a lot of debauchery going on on Bourbon uh-huh. Street. Yeah, not I can see not that. Not you want to take your kids. And you would. Yeah, that's kind of expected. That's like if you go to Vegas, you expect some some stuff. CD, yeah, CD yeah. activity, right? Um, it was funny though when we were watching the game, Megan and I, and then they show a player and they show his hometown, Hammond, Louisiana, and the first uh, thing that pops into my mind. Meanwhile, over in Hammond, <laughs> yeah, RJ and J Paul, yeah, pulling it. Every time I see one of those names pop, I'm like, I know where that is. <laughs> So. Over in Pierre Park. Yeah. Let's get back to Alabama. Yeah. They're going to destroy Tennessee. Yeah. Okay, there's no analysis needed. Tennessee sucks. Alabama's the best team in the country. Everyone squatters. Uh, Tennessee's probably on the right path, but right now they suck. And yeah. I'm, I'm not going to take that back. I'm not going to apologize for saying that. They're not good. Auburn's not good. Alabama's great. Yeah. And I hate Alabama. Yeah. This has nothing to do with personal opinions. This has everything to do with fact. The fact is, Bama will score 56 points. Mm-hmm. Tennessee will score 10, and that'll be mercy. That it? We have a very similar score. <laughs> you have 56 to 10? Yes. I have 55 to 6. <laughs> so Is that two field goals? or a, yeah, uh, It's or, two field goals, yeah. They're going to oh, wow. try to get their kicking woes straightened out and intentionally miss a couple fourth downs and kick field goals. Okay. And then, and then, oh, you mean for Tennessee? Yes. T- oh, no, yes, no. Yes. I'm saying Bama's going to have two field goals. Okay. But, but Tennessee also will have two field goals, yes. Hmm. So, there you have that's it. what's going to happen, those, y'all. Those are our games for this week. Um, don't have a, 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 we didn't really ping you for a wait what. No. But. I didn't spend a lot of time looking because after a loss like this, I, I tend to avoid the. The boards. There's there's plenty of Auburn gold, but it's more along the lines of we hate Gus. Gus is you know that sort of thing. It's not like the crazy. Um, I will point out that for for Redhead Jenna and all them, the fact that Georgia Tech had to return mm. tickets and did not sell out the Georgia game, which has got to be the biggest game wait, for them. Wait, wait, wait. What? <laughs> oh, can you please verify that statement? I I don't believe it. You don't believe it. Georgia Tech would, did not sell, sell out their the, allotment of, of tickets, tickets to the Georgia game. 
Um, the Georgia Tech fans were are, are allotted a certain number of tickets to every game, you know, at Georgia, and so not enough Georgia Tech fans wanted to go to the game against Georgia in Athens, so they just returned the. the when the you're your biggest, team. when when we play Georgia Tech, that stadium turns red. When you play your, to them we are their biggest rival. When you play your biggest rival, even if it's on the road, you go right. If if your school gets tickets, you should be able to find it. And it's not a large number of tickets they give out. You should be able to scoop those up we're, and we're have not, enough people want to go and support your team, right? We're not talking about traveling 100 miles either, are we? Right. So it's it's just sad. That's just sad. That's one of the saddest things I've seen in a while. Good I wonder old, why we don't take you seriously. Good old Georgia Tech. Uh, I've got to wait what? Yeah. I was very perturbed this morning on the on MARTA. Oh, yeah. Uh, non-sports wait what oh it is completely non-sports so if if you don't know we're in the midst of political campaign season yeah and there's nothing more I despise than commercial after commercial after commercial after commercial of a, of a, a campaign advertisement I don't care who you are um, I kind of have my values and know who I'm voting for I don't need you to your 27 commercials telling me about how someone didn't do this or did that it's not going to change my opinion mm-hmm I don't like advice from politicians. It just it just rubs me the wrong way. And so what's even worse than that is unsolicited advice in a public space. Mm-hmm. Like public space like uh like a train like Marta. So if you're on a train. I'm on a train minding my own business, looking at my looking at my Twitter feed. Yeah. Trying to find the best in high school football in the state of Georgia. And this gentleman gets on the train. And the train starts moving. And normally if somebody speaks up, it's like, hey, I'm selling something, blah, blah, blah. And I, I, I get that, right? They're trying to make a buck. I'm not interested. This guy gets up and proceeds to tell me that he's voting for Stacey Abrams. Mm-hmm. Tell you or tell everybody? Everybody. In earshot. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm voting for Stacey Abrams in the upcoming <laughs> blah, blah, blah election. But I want to tell you that I think that Brian Kemp is a crook and he should resign as a secretary of state of the state of Georgia. And the ad where he talked about rounding up criminal illegals, that was the biggest form of racism. I don't know. You just swayed my opinion. Thanks so much for getting on. Did anybody stand up with him and say, I'm with you? No. Let's get him. I think there was a woman who was kind of standing next to him who felt empathetic. Mm-hmm. And then uh, asked if he was going to go work as a poll worker or something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm all about you need to participate in the in the process of yeah. electing our public officials. I'm a big yeah. fan. And whether you vote for Stacey Abrams or, or Brian Kemp, that's not my business. I'm yeah. not here to push any agenda. I'm not interested in hearing what you're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> you should have. I mean, That's where you reach I, I, out I to me and say, hey, listen, if I want your political opinion, I'll give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, but at the, 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 the same token, I really, I mean, I told you before, I, I really wanted to just stand up and say, and give this old man a piece of my mind, which was not very, at, at you seven this have morning, our... it was not going to be pretty. It was not going to, it would not be what Jesus would have done. I just, I'll just put it that way. Wow. And I'm, I'm probably, I probably shouldn't be admitting that, but. I'm just not interested in your political opinion, old man. No. And I wanted to get right in his face and say, 
what's wrong with rounding up criminal illegals is what I wanted to say, <laughs> which would have been completely ironic. This old white guy in me, I mean, yeah. the, the, the iron, I would have loved to see the, the look on people's faces on the train. You should have looked at him and said, what do you know about racism? <laughs> I should. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You've been dealing with racism, man. Old man, right? <laughs> back in the forties and fifties when you grew up, was that tough was for you? A little guilt. You got to feel a little guilty. That would have been funny. He would have I mean, frozen could you in his tracks. Feeling a little guilty, Whitey. Yeah. <laughs> could you imagine me saying that? Oh man. Yeah, that would be I mean, awesome. You could have, man. You could have scared him straight. I could. You have. could have. I you could, could have. have just put him right back in his place and learned. Because, man, there is, oh. So, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, not going to go there. I mean, we we talk politics. We graze the subject of politics on our show. But I don't really know how you're voting, and I don't really care. And I'm not trying to convince you to vote one way or the other. I'm sorry. That's not my, I mean, I'm going to vote my conscience based on my experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not going to vote for a candidate because... He looks like me. I'm gonna vote for, or, um, I, I just I'm not looking for the superficial. Yeah, right? I'm looking for the substance, and that's that's all I'm gonna say about that. And yeah. what you know, what I consider substance is my business. Yeah, I mean, good luck trying to convince me otherwise, because I don't want to be sold anything. Yeah, um, I don't want to be sold on Brian Kemp, and I don't want to be sold on Stacey Abrams. I I want to digest what I believe are the facts, and then I'll make my decision. That's uh, I'm with you. The more you you try to sell me something, the less likely I am to buy it. That's kind of me. Right. I'm like, not no. I don't need anybody. And that's kind of I don't need you know. What about the Kid Rock in 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 Kanye West Summit in the White House? I'm. I mean, I, I just can't. This is I'm just like a sucker for this. Dude, it's I mean, just the funniest thing in the world. I, mean, I cannot. Uh, it's the funniest thing I, in I the world. I didn't. I had. I I just read. I didn't see. And very vaguely, but I thought, you know, I don't need Kanye West like thinking for me or speaking for me mm-hmm. as a minority. Or I don't need Kanye West or Barack Obama or Al Sharpton or JC Watts or any other. I'm, I'm getting angry because I'm banging my head on the yeah. thing. Any other politician or entertainer speaking or telling me how I should feel about a subject matter. Yeah. And I have a lot of respect for all those individuals. Yeah. But just because, just because some minority gets up and makes a statement, one, it doesn't represent all minorities or or any, not just minorities, any any group they're claiming to represent. They're speaking for themselves. Yeah. Kanye has an opinion that's great. I mean, if if <laughs> I'm gonna stop there, that's great. If he has an opinion, but it's not my opinion, and I don't I don't need Kanye West. To you speak know what for I me. think is great. You What's know that? what I think is great, What's regardless that? of whether, regardless of what the opinion is, I love somebody that does not give a ish about blowback they're going to get and comes out and says, yeah, this is what I like. This is what I'm doing. Who, You know, I can, I love it. But now, now let's remember, this is the same guy that stood in front of a TV and said, President Bush does not like black people. I know. It's, <laughs> and here's the thing is when people get about musicians they're like have you ever and people are like well i'm never gonna listen to you again like i've never you don't listen to music and like you're enjoying it and then you wait a second is he a democrat or who did he endorse in the last election no you don't do that it's not but i just love dude i love 
people getting up there and doing that sort of thing and just giving a big finger to everybody and saying, yeah, because, I mean, hey, that he knew he was going to get ripped to shreds (laughs) and left by everyone. And he's just like, "Ah." (laughs) whatever. So you know what? Yeah, Kudos to Kanye for standing up for what he believes in. I don't. I don't. You don't have to I mean, agree that with that. Would him. be like that. Would be like Blake Shelton coming out and endorsing, you know, Nancy <laughs> Bernie Pelosi. Sanders yeah, right. or something. And people would be, oh, you know, it's right. just. I'm it's never just, listening to country music again. Yeah. Trash. Yeah. It's just so. It's, it's just so oh funny, man. Gosh. The spectacle of it all, and now people take take take, take themselves too seriously. So seriously. Right? Yeah. It's not. It's not a huge deal i mean come on hey we're big fans of folks exercising their right to vote just don't get up on a train and tell art at seven in the morning why who he should vote for right now if if the guy would have asked me for a sandwich i would have gladly given him my lunch don't tell me who to vote for yeah anyways he was just telling you he was who he was voting for he was letting it be known. I guess if you're proud, I mean, there used to be a slogan in the in the in the '60s, uh, "Say it loud, I'm black and I'm, I'm black and I'm proud." James Brown had a song, mm-hmm. "Say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud." And so maybe we can get some pop artist for this old man. He can do his own rap song, mm-hmm. "Say it loud, I'm voting for Abrams and I'm proud." And I'm proud. Yeah, yeah. Get some of that guilt off his shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, do you, do you ever can I ask you this do you ever have any white guilt I don't know what that's like I, I don't uh, I haven't experienced it to this date but <laughs> again I haven't I haven't impressed anyone I mean, firsthand so I mean, you know the fact I got that, guilt about plenty of other things right uh, I mean, none about the I'm not guilty about my parents uh, race <laughs> which led to my race <laughs> nah no, but I think it's great that a whole lot of people are and think that they need to be saviors for a community of people that, you know, other people <gasps> like, hey, listen, I'm going to step in here and I'm going to speak up for you because you need me to speak up for you yeah. because I can relate. Like, okay, thanks. You, you needed to come in here on your horse and save the day for us? Right. You can't relate to me. F you. Yeah. That's, th- oh. <laughs> oh. I just think that's ironic. So that's my wait what moment. Then this guy gets on the train and, and says he's voting for Stacey Abrams. I'm like, wait, <laughs> what? In so many different levels. Do you think he does that every every new room and environment he walks into? Like, was he going to the doctor's office and then he signed in and then he stand up? Tell everybody like he died. might have had some buttons that he was wearing. Political <laughs> buttons. Buttons. What, what? Who do you think... The production of buttons these days, buttons. I would say that there's two things that buttons can be for. It's either your kid is on a Little League baseball team or a political candidate. Do you ever see buttons used for anything else? I don't think scouts, so. Scouts, maybe scouts or something maybe. like that. You get pins, not buttons. But Man. No. Those two are keeping that industry alive. Yes. So. Speaking of keeping alive, we're gonna we're gonna stop so we can stay we'll alive. Stop. Because if we if we go any further down this rabbit hole, I'm liable to say something that will offend all of my Caucasian friends and all of my African American friends. Are those the only two races you have friends of? I don't associate with any. Okay. <laughs> leaving people out, Art. I, 
I, I don't have any Hispanic friends or Asian friends or European friends. Okay. I just don't. I just. Okay. It's not true. I'm just saying. Not very diverse in your friendships. I need to check my. I need to go to. The, I, need, I need to go to that diversity training. Yes, I just, I just, that's what you need. That's what your training you need. Oh my god! Make more diverse friends. That's yeah. all we got, guys. Yeah, thanks for it. listening again. If you if you really want to enhance your listening experience, play us at double speed uh-huh. or slow it down at half, half speed. Man, it is half ab- speed's my favorite. Um, but that's it, but it, personally, but if you're in a rush, yeah, go double time. Yeah. Thanks for listening this week. I know we got off the rails. I am Arthur Mosley. He is Daniel Allen. We are the role players. Our opinions don't matter. Listen to us anyway. Thank you guys. Have a great week.